0: Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host.
1: All right, what's up? Good morning, guys. Welcome to Game Changer. I'm David Villa, and it is Wednesday, Wednesday, and uh, man, what a great day today. Psalms 118 24 says, this is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And we're in the process of the, of the freestyle this week. This is the week we're just freestyling. We're kind of just rolling with the punches. And, um, I, uh, to yesterday I was I was gonna text you a little bit ago I yesterday I thought also and I wanted Diana maybe to touch on that a little bit um today as well she did a really good job with make it happen but we you know we were I was I put the top topic today believing and receiving because you know just in studying faith but looking at like notes from yesterday um I want Diana to think about that as she's getting her ears in we're the diamond in a rough that she talked about yesterday. I just feel like somebody might need to hear that today and just to hear a piece of that today. Since we're freestyling, who said we can't shift gears? And you know what? The word of God, it connects together like Legos. You know what I mean? The word of God really connects together like like a puzzle. And um but I'm gonna read while she's getting her ears in, I'm gonna read Matthew twenty-one, eighteen through twenty two, because today's the topic is believing and receiving. And Matthew uh, 21, 18 through 22 in the New Living Translation says, in the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry. And um, this is interesting sometimes, like the humanity side of Jesus. I just just want to point that out really quick. The things that we never, that we ignore in Scripture, that we kind of, the things that we, I guess, take for granted. The Scripture, I never, I don't know, I never really thought of that. Jesus was hungry. (laughs) And he noticed a fig tree beside the road and he went over to see if there were any figs but there were only leaves and then he said to it may you never bear fruit again <laughs> well you're laughing at it. because Jesus like Jesus pimp slapped it Jesus
0: was so angry he literally told it true a tree i know you will never have fruit again <laughs>
1: well it's funny it's funny you say that okay and it's just funny cuz i thought you were laughing because Jesus kind of like you know he's like you Literally, know, that's what that's what I was. <laughs> you know, I didn't create you for this, but he. Here's the thing. You know, I want. I don't want to jump ahead, but I do for a second. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't cursing the tree because he was aggravated due to his lack of fruit. I want. I don't want us to misplace aggravation for the purpose here, and we'll get to that in a second. Let me finish reading the passage. So he said, "May you never bear fruit again." And immediately, the fig tree withered up. Immediately. The disciples were amazed when they saw this and they asked how did the fig tree wither so quickly and then here's the thing jesus didn't really answer them directly like he didn't go you know hey the fig tree you know he didn't go through the process right here's how he answered him he said i tell you the truth if you have faith and don't doubt you can do things like this and much more you can even say to this mountain may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen you can pray for anything and you have faith you'll receive it this is a different passage it's, it's Matthew, but it's a different passage than the one that we talked about yesterday. I mean, here's Jesus again talking about mountains, right? And what he's basically saying, again, we learned it, right, with a little faith, right, with, with much faith, with unbelieving faith, with tiny faith, mustard seed. He's really saying like the impossible. He's not talking about like going around, like speaking to Mount Rushmore, you know, be moved, count to the sea. Hey, go over here to go over here to the Rocky Mountains, you know, hey, moved, be moved and cast into the sea. He's not speaking against mountains. He's speaking against the impossibilities, and so it's interesting here, so so now the die's cast, right? So now let's look, Jesus was in the, you know, vicinity of Jerusalem. This is going to be where he finally, was fi- uh, his final rejection, right? Crucifixion was there. And so he's cursing the fig tree, but listen, not because he's aggravated at the tree due to its lack of fruit. It was symbolic, right, in a prophetic action, displaying the truth because of their lack of spiritual response and fruit, Israel or the church, right, will be judged by God like the fig tree. So he was really looking at the fact that I've created you to bear fruit. But our focus is on Jesus's statement about faith, right? It, it, you know, and it seems that Jesus was promising that human faith will not only produce miracles, but result in every prayer being answered. And so I wanna address that a little bit. And I wanna talk about that where faith, you know, it's like one of these things where we've distorted it, maybe in the church. I mean, I believe God can do anything, and I believe in signs and wonders and miracles, and I believe, you know, my little granddaughter hasn't been feeling well, and I put our hands on her. We probably prayed for her in the last week or so, probably several, a couple times, you know, and maybe even you've done that without me, and I've done that without you. Just little prayers. You've said that. I believe wholeheartedly. I've seen God heal, you know, sicknesses and do things miraculously. I totally believe that. Going to God first. um, One of our kids the other night, we did a, a, at Thanksgiving, we went around the the room we were playing this game it's like a get to know you game matthias his family was there as well our kids and uh, i don't think alexis and mikey weren't there that night but something that i think it was austin or ashton said that just stuck out you know i think it might have been austin but you always you what do you something about you admire about your parents or something you've learned or whatever it is and he said you guys always go to god first and i started thinking back and i'm like wow again, when I think that I mess everything up. He's like, you guys always go to God first with everything. You don't, you know, so like basically like if you, you know, something, headache, you know, or something wrong, hey, let's pray about it. And um even when you don't want to. So I believe in faith, but I think we, we as a church dying have distorted it. So like the believing and receiving, and I think that, you know, um, you know, looking at situations where people have prayed for healings. There's a story here where, you know, a young pastor got an email of a girl who'd been diagnosed with a serious disease and and, you know, her boyfriend was hinting that if she just got her words right, and if she just got her faith right, right, she had the power to be rid of this disease. And I think that that theology is a recipe for guilt and pain and disillusionment. It's not like getting your words right, you know, or get your you know, get your you know, your uh your thoughts right. And um in in second Corinthians twelve eight, Paul pleaded three times for Jesus to remove the thorn in his side. And Jesus said, No, I have better plans for you, and my grace is sufficient. So I want to just kind of talk about that a little bit believing and receiving i want to make sure that we obviously understand that you know we had a miracle matthias was just reading a comment where someone got a miracle uh you know in confirmation and through the podcast and man we believe in that but i want to talk about believing and receiving and i want to talk about faith today a little bit and then maybe you can even find a way to weave in a diamond in the rough somehow maybe that'll apply
2: <laughs> i'm not sure i did do i did have the honor of doing make it happen here yesterday and honestly When I arrived, I wasn't really sure. I had some things I had to take care of before I came into the office yesterday. And before I arrived, I really wasn't sure what I would be speaking on. I had read, you know, every day I do my Bible reading, but I really wasn't sure what um, the Lord was going to lay on my heart. And so that came um, about... One hour before I make it happen, and it was actually Matthias was in my Matthias and Ashton were in my office for something else, and the Lord, he, he they were talking about something else, and that came to mind, and it's a, a study that I did probably about twenty years ago about the diamond in the rough, and you know, for a diamond, um, you know, we often feel like we're the diamond in the rough, and sometimes if we're not. Um, we don't have a trained eye, we'd pass diamonds in the rough, but God is the ultimate. Like He is all-knowing. He knows. He's a professional of being the author and the finisher. So I I don't really know everything that I said there. I don't know if I can regurgitate it, but um, at that point, You know, it was just something right that hour. And then Ashley's like, I think that's probably your make it happen. So that just kind of came. But when you're talking about faith, you know, sometimes it's kind of crazy is that, you know, God can sometimes meet you at a need that you have even if you haven't asked for it so you're going to god for something else but he blesses you in another way and um one personal thing for me is i my knees bother me at times and i don't know if it's because of previous injuries or because i used to run um i'm not really sure or maybe it's just old age and arthritis (laughs) i'm not sure but um we went someone came to the office to meet david and and he felt like he had a word from the lord to share with david and so um david brought me in and said, Hey, I want you to come in here. So I was in there and in the process, it was so strange. I'd already been having trouble with my knee for about, um, I would say a good, probably five to six weeks every day. And most of you probably didn't realize it because I, I kind of camouflaged it, but I'm also not someone that really takes medication or anything either. So I'll just kind of suffer through it, but I felt like outwardly I would look like I was walking with a peg leg, but you know, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't, but I would just kind of baby it. And I really didn't talk about it a whole lot. But um, it was interesting is when we got done, you know, that the gentleman that came, you know, gave the word and, and said a prayer. I really hadn't spoken to much about anybody, anybody about my knee issue. But I walked over the threshold of David's office to leave and exit. It was like immediately the Lord quickened me and was like, my knee isn't hurting. Like the Lord literally blessed me. Even though I didn't have faith, and it was crazy because I was like, I've been baby in this knee, and maybe it was one of those situations where I didn't even have the faith to believe God to heal it or make it better, and yet He blessed me and healed it with even without my asking. So I think that was a testimony of God miraculously touching my knee. I walked out and there was no pain, in it, and I really haven't had any issues. The cold weather's maybe triggered it. And I hate to say that because I'm not. I'm not lacking faith. But I went from limping around, hurting, and and, um, within 30 minutes of that, I was running down the aisle at the office with our granddaughter, steering a motorized car (laughs) that she was driving. So the Lord really did touch me. So I I think God has, sometimes we're believing God for certain things, and maybe that's not what he wants to do, right? We We went into that meeting, and the guy, you know, gave a word and was praying, and it was about future, things in our life. And yet God, and I wasn't even asking God to touch my knee and yet he did that. So I think unexpected blessings and unexpected healings, sometimes it's kind of interesting about walking with God and having faith in God that sometimes he, he touches those things that we don't even ask because he knows we need it. Um, so I don't know if that's what you're asking for, but yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I think that's great. This is, that's a phenomenal example. You know, I think we need to understand what faith is. And I think that that's probably the, I think that's the issue with the church. And, and, you know, if we don't have it right and we can't understand it, then how can we expect somebody who doesn't know the Lord? How can we share and testify and minister to them with regards to it? And so there's a couple of main components, I think, to faith. And let's look at this one. That faith number one is that Jesus is in charge and has the power to do anything. I think that's really the faith. Faith is in him. And it's, it's that he is in charge and has the power to do anything. That's why I think, you know, it's sometimes we look at things and we, we pray for things and we don't see answers in the same way that we'd like, but then we have to look and line up is our life lined up with his word and with his will. And I think that you know when you when you are in His will and you kind of just—it's a very difficult thing because we—it it requires us to rel, relinquish control because faith in Jesus is faith that He's in charge and He has the power to do anything. And and so um, you know I think this has been you know our focus this week, and you know it—it it doesn't have to be huge faith, right? Just a consistent, you know, even stubborn belief and trust that Jesus can do what we ask of Him. You know, in a uh, secular world, prosperous world, this kind of faith, you know, diminishes. We desperately, you know, we have to believe, or for more, you know, we have to think for more. You know, we we hit this number this month. We've got to think for for more. We we did this. We have to increase always. It's always about getting more and doing doing more. And um, you know, but with Jesus, it's different, right? It's consistent and it's it's stubborn in this belief that He can do anything that we ask of him. And then the second component of faith is faith that Jesus is in charge and has the power to do what's best and what's right. And in, in a broken world, I think God's best is not always evident to us. You know, Paul thought that he, that healing was the best, but God knew that weakness would be better. I mean, think about that for a second. Paul begged God to remove this, and then he said, my grace is sufficient And so we, you know, we think that, you know, a particular job is going to be best, but we don't get it and find that God has better plans for us. You know, sometimes we see this in hindsight. Sometimes we have no idea what God is doing. Sometimes we think he's not doing anything at all, right? Or he's not answering or he, or my, something's wrong with my faith. My faith is broken. But the reality is, you know, we think it's best, but because he's in charge and he has the power to do what's right and best and anything, you know, then we, but we don't see that. And I think that sometimes we see it in hindsight, and we can thank him for it. But I want to learn, not about you, but I want to learn how to, be, to, to realize that more in the now. I want to learn how to rest more in him in the now and not react. You know? A real big not panic. real
2: in... Balance and priorities, prioritizing that a lot of times, and and someone mentioned about putting some of their, their family first and their priorities. I think sometimes we're believing God for very specific things, but because we have our priorities out of line, it prohibits the ability for what we're believing for because there's things that aren't aligned properly. You know, kind of like a building block, or I'm thinking of a game of Jenga. Here's this Jenga God has an order for our lives, right? He's the author and the perfect. Perfecter of our faith, He holds you know the whole world in His hand. When before we were you know brought into this world, He knew us. He created us right with a plan and a purpose, and and yet He knows us and gives us free will and free choices. So you know, kind of imagine that word picture for me. I'm a really big word picture type person, but like Jenga, He has this whole Jenga game put together. And if you set up a Jenga game, everything's together. But we take out blocks and put them in the order that we think they should go in, right? And so when we are asking the the Lord where those strategic things belong, you know, we put holes and gaps that ultimately weaken the main framework of what God has for us, like the Jenga game, and you pull the wrong one out and everything crumbles. So I think I'm a really big believer on priorities, but where do your priorities come first? Well, it's God first. Mm-hmm. And then I, I believe it is your family, but let's put that in context. Even above your family, and I think David and I can probably attest to this right now in this season as empty nesters, so it's God first first and making sure that you are in right standing with God and that you are full of, you know, the Holy Spirit and your f- your your heart is right with the Lord and that you don't you're not letting things come in to weaken that relationship with God, right? So then it's family, but let's put the context family if you're married, it is your spouse even over your children.
0: Mm.
2: And that's a really hard thing and and there's a you know, there's a lot of years that that wasn't in the right order, but the fact of the matter is at some point children leave home. And so if that unit isn't strong what happens when what's holding or binding leaves mm-hmm. so then it's your your children and then it's your you know ministry your job so putting those those things in line you know yeah. kind of the same thing you know about when you're talking about finances when you're looking for God to to move in a situation or you're believing God for a new car or a new house or, you know, a new job, whatever it is, are you putting the right priorities in your life and aligning those things of what God talks about, how he talks about finances, what you should, that mm-hmm. the first 10% is his. Are you doing that? If you're not, you know, there's no condemnation. But what are you gonna do to get work towards getting that first? Giving God what's his first so that he can help with the 90, right? So you can manage the 90%. <clears throat> so I think no matter what it is in life, you got to identify what it is that you're believing God for and having the faith for, and then practically look at it and go, okay, do I have my Jenga game for this in order, or do I have weak spots in it or holes or gaps in it that if I'm not careful will cause me to be lopsided or lean or or ultimately crumble. So what are, what are you doing in those seasons? And I hope that makes sense. But no matter what it is, you're trying to believe God for, you know, maybe it's healing. Well, if you're believing God for healing on certain things, are you taking care of the body that you have right now? Are you eating properly? Are you nourishing your body properly? Are you getting a good amount of sleep? You know, all of those types of things. So I think no matter what you're believing God for, God is still in the practical, right? There's, there's, stories in the bible they're practical they're practical lessons so i think finding out kind of like solomon i just was reminded of solomon that he could have asked for anything in this world riches and solved a lot of different things but he asked for wisdom why because that was a major building block because if you have wisdom you're gonna have wisdom to to balance things to maybe achieve financial breakthrough or or whatever it is so i think it's whatever you're believing or trusting or having faith in god for are you aligning practical principles to be able God, to allow God to move in that. If I'm believing God for a miracle in my my relationship, am I putting healthy habits? Or you said God's not going to take a magic wand and go, I'm going to heal everything that's broken. Towards David, I was pointing it to David, not me. Heal everything that's broken. And if you're not doing practical things to allow Him to move,
1: mm. Mm. I love it. And I'm reminded of Ephesians 3.20 here because faith means that really trusting him and not limiting him to our agenda. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's something that I've struggled with in my life. You know, and it, you notice it said that it said it, I said it this way. I didn't say, I didn't say, I said limiting him to our, our agenda. I didn't say him not meeting our agenda or him not living up to our agenda. Ephesians 3.20 says, unto him who's able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his power, that's at work in us. And so think about this. He does exceeding and abundantly above all that you can ask and all that you can think. So if you can ask it, and I talk a lot, I ask a lot, but I think even more. I dream even more. There are things in my head and there's things I think about that I never share with anyone. So, but God knows. So faith means trusting him, really trusting him and not limiting him to our agenda. Can I just say this? I think that, you know, if God doesn't answer something the way I want it answered, I think that, you know, do, do I get discouraged? And I have. Or do I say, okay, what's his agenda? Because every time, and I'm 49 years old and he's never failed and it's happened. It's a perfect record. Whatever the wins are, how many ever there are, and there, there are thousands upon thousands. The losses are zero with God. What I mean is, He He's perfect. A hundred percent of the time, He's exceeded my agenda and my expectation in His ways. Better. So both of these aspects, right, of faith are, are essential. And if we only believe that God can do anything, then we will try to press Him into our agenda. If we only believe that He can do anything, so for instance, if we only think, okay, God can do anything, but that's it. That's the, that's the key. It's not that he's going to do what's best and right because that's the, that's the, that's what turns the key and unlocks the door. So if I only think he can do anything and that's what I think faith is, God can do anything. God can do anything. God can do anything. And if I leave it there, then I'm going to try to press him into my agenda because then, hey, you know what? God, make this make this happen the way I need to happen. Hey, God, grow this. God, touch this relationship. God, do this. God, do that. And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to do it based on my agenda. But th- what we think is— Well,
2: I think sometimes we leave him out of our agenda. Yeah. So you're saying put him in, but I'm, th- I'm thinking sometimes— Well, we our say, agenda.
1: Yeah. Like, in other words, I'm just saying—I'm saying my—it's like, I'm saying, I'm saying my ag- it's not that— it's, hey, Listen, I believe this wholeheartedly that as time goes on in life, there's things that I don't ever make an agenda— without me really feeling, there, there are legitimately now times in, in a lot where I feel like that my agenda and God's agenda lines up, but that's because over the course of failure and time, I have put measures in place to try not to make it my agenda without His. Of course, I still mess up a lot, but there was a time in my life where my agenda and His agenda didn't line up at all or didn't line up often because my ambitions or my dreams and out of bounds and not having priorities and things right So I'm just saying, if we only say God can do anything, sometimes we try to cram him into our agenda. If we only, but if we look at it, as like he can do anything, but he's going to do what's best and right. That changes it. It, it lines them up, right? It's, you know, if God knew the, you know, God knows my weaknesses. And so if I think of, okay, what I think is best, it doesn't work, right? If we only believe that God does what is best and can't do anything and check this out, then we'll not bother to believe him for miracles and we won't bother to believe in his miraculous power to work and we're going to miss out on mountain moving situations. So we can't believe only that he can do anything and we can't only believe that he'll do what's best and right. It's got to be that God can do anything and he's going to do what's best and right. And that leaves room for miracles too. I mean, right. What do you think What are you going to say? Go ahead. You were
0: saying,
1: <laughs> no, you said, you said, so you said sometimes that we, you feel like that we, uh, you, you, you know you we we were talking about agenda and you feel like our agendas and God's agendas line up differently
2: well I think it's because when you said something about we put him in we align or we put him in our agenda I think sometimes more often than not probably it's not that we're putting him in our agenda is that we're leaving him out of our agenda
1: mm. Mm. why do you think we do that? that's interesting we leave him out of our agenda
2: I think because we are afraid self,
1: you're
2: no. uh, self-centered. I think sometimes we feel like if we put him in there, he might say no. And sometimes it's not that God's saying no. I think it might be not now. And and quickly, I'll just give an example. Yesterday, my granddaughter woke up. She was happy from a nap. But she happened to get a, a, her eye on a jar of chocolate chips I had on my counter. Mm-hmm. And I give her like one or two chocolate chips, a little sweet treat. But it's not overbearing every once in a while. And she focused on that. So sometimes we have this bigger prize in the distance that we know it's going to happen. And all of a sudden our eyes are fixed on that. And I said, hold on, let me do this. And then I'll let you have that. And all she, she didn't hear me say, hold on. If you let me do this, she you can channeled have that. her, she channeled her she inner heard, poppy. She heard, she did.
1: <laughs> she, channeled she only heard
2: poppy. no, she only heard want, 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 You can't it's have it. Chocolate chip. But I really said was, let me do this. And God sometimes saying, Hey, let me work out this in you so that when you get that you're ready for it mm. and so all she heard was no you can't have it and we went through a little bit of a tantrum and so then i had to be poker face because i just want and here's another thing sometimes i know that god when we're going through those struggles and we feel like we're just oh nothing's working out for me we are thinking god's just not paying Say attention again. to Say us again.
1: Do, it, do it like that again
2: I don't think I can do it again. No, it's not working. It's not working. No, it's not working
1: for me. But you guys should have got close up of that. You guys. So we, we feel do. that okay. way, and
2: they're like, "God isn't even listening, right?" So she's pitching this fit, and I'm not going and running, going, "Oh my God, you can have it." And we are frustrated. I didn't do that to her. I had to be poker-faced. And it wasn't because on my inside I wasn't hurting because I wanted to give her whatever she wanted. But I literally was straight, like, no emotion, no anger, no, like, hey, you can't do that. No, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I showed no emotion. I was literally poker-faced. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when you get done, then we'll talk about it, and I'll explain. So we're going through it and that's maybe sometimes God that we feel like he's not coming to our rescue but he's poker faced because he needs us to stop whining so that we can listen mm. and, and understand if, why maybe I can't have the chocolate chips today or right this second but if I get this worked out But if you out, wait I'm going to give you give a it.
1: chocolate pie. Yeah. So listen, so let me just wrap it up with this This here. We talked yesterday about the the Father and I want to end with this prayer before Mike takes over here but so if we believe with all our heart, right? That Jesus will do more than we can ever imagine. Ephesians 320, right? And that Jesus will always do what is best for us and his kingdom. So he can do all that we can ever imagine, anything. And he also is going to do us best for his kingdom. Then our prayers are answered if those two come together. And mountains end up in the sea. And then so looking at the story yesterday with the you know the, the father of the demonized boy who prayed, you know, and and asked God to to heal In Mark 9 23, you know, everything is possible for one who believes. And the father's response listen to this. And I think this is where I want to end this. This is one of my favorite prayers in in the Bible because I can so relate to this. He said, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I think that's the best prayer. He said, I believe. What he's saying is, hey, I, I believe in your word, I believe that you're real. I believe that you've come through and you've done. And I can so relate to that because I believe in the word of God. I believe in signs and wonders. I believe that God's done the, everything that, that he says in his word. I believe testimonies of healings and stories. And I believe that He's that he answers prayers.
2: Replace that. I do have faith, but help me overcome my doubt. <laughs> yes. Like you can change a lot of things.
0: I that. do
1: believe. And that's what it says. I do believe. And, but but we we I think we're here doing that. But at the same time, we're going help me overcome my unbelief because at the same time we believe there's this unbelief that's trying to put the agenda of you and I or the world or the enemy or whatever it is into our lives into the scenario and it doesn't mix with faith. You don't mix anything with faith. You don't mix you don't mix. The, there's no room. It's God. It's all God. Amen. And so that sounds like a great prayer for us to, to pray as we finish, right? Replace I it. Do I do. How
2: about this? I do trust that give me confidence. Help me have confidence. Mm. I think you're going to replace that into a lot of things. I do have faith.
1: Help me overcome my lack of faith. What else? Um, I, I, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief.
2: I do have joy <clears> in my <throat> salvation. Help mm. me uh, Help me get past my depression.
1: Mm. Amy, anybody else? You guys can throw some chats in. This is good stuff. This is ministry time here for a second. We're going like a little bit over time, a minute or two. You know, I do. Anybody else? Anybody else? I do have peace. Help me overcome my anxiety. You know, Father, we just thank you for that, God. I just pray over every person listening, watching right now, God, everyone that will be. And God, I just pray that they replace, Lord, that unbelief. God, you help them overcome that unbelief or that lack. God, and you help them replace that with the, the pureness of your word. And we just thank you for that, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen.
0: Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys are enjoying the series on freestyle. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for Girl Power as Diana and Ashton will be hosting tomorrow morning. Um, if you guys would like we have a daily encouragement text that goes out every single morning at 830 you guys can opt into it it is completely free you can text the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356 to everybody who is with us live every morning we always appreciate you being here but if for any odd reason you can't be here on the live stream you can always catch up with us in two ways number one you can go to YouTube search Game Changer Podcast live hit the subscribe button and hit the bell because we, we upload the episode every day and you will be notified also you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform for audio format. Um, Apple Podcasts being the biggest one that we upload to, but whichever one you use, make sure you subscribe to us on it. If you're listening to this episode or watching this episode on replay, you can join us live every single morning at 8.30 a.m. EST on Facebook and YouTube. Just search Game Changer Podcast Live and we will show up. Make sure that you check out the featured Bible plan of the week, which is God Said. It's a six-day reading plan on YouVersion in the Bible app. Subscribe to it, read through it, and then let us know what you think of it. Thank you all for tuning in today. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning at 8.30. And on that note, We out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.